to see you. <laughs> Good to see you too. Stonecutters podcast, Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. In the building. In the motherfucking building. <laughs> the views expressed on this podcast are those of Will and Aaron's and do not re- reflect our employers, <laughs> past, present, or future. We'll <laughs> with the hot takes immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's up, man? 2021 energy, huh? I know, right? You know, we gotta have it. You know. <laughs> uh, where do we begin, man? How, you cut your hair, number one. For those of you not listening to the podcast, but those of you watching on YouTube, probably already see this. Will got the got the got his ears lowered, got the fresh fade. Must be shooting a new film of some sort, I'm, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, man. I'm working on this dope show on Netflix. Whoa, you know? congratulations. Yeah. Can, whoa, can we even talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Man, you see how, like, <laughs> hold on a second. How casually he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm just working on a show for Netflix. That's a big, that's a big deal, Will. Like, Yeah, you know, it's crazy. You know how good God is, though. Because it's like, um, I know some people say, how he say how good God is when he started off with uh, the motherfucking building. <laughs> God has a sense of humor. But, um, you know, where I'm working at is literally 10 minutes from my old place in downtown. Wow. Like, I can literally walk there to work, even though I'm driving 30 minutes into downtown. But, um, yeah, man, it's with a huge megastar two of them you know what i mean well actually three of them counting myself and uh yeah man it's gonna hit netflix it hit it the trades and the deadlines at some point but you know i ain't gonna talk about it just yet as far as you know what i'm saying all that good stuff but it'll come out you know what i'm saying the yeah. trades and the world will know what's going on because uh you know i got some good advice on, on set uh aaron and i, I want to throw this at you yeah let's hear it I was talking to a guy named Stu. He was in New Jack City. He was an extra at the table when uh, Wesley goes over and says, sit your $5 ass down and make change. You know, the iconic scene when he said Iconic. You know, uh, so he's at the end of the table smoking a cigarette, right? So he's in the same joint I'm doing. And I was just asking him, man. I said, Stu, you know, do you got some advice for me? You know what I mean? Like, what's the best piece of wisdom that you've learned along the way? So I can't give you my best piece of wisdom because there's so much. I can't give it to you all in this moment right now. But he threw out a couple things. And one thing that really uh, stuck with me, he said, a watched phone never gets answered. And I was like, I know what it meant. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, when it, in the car, I'm like, ooh. A watched phone, phone never, never gets, gets answered. And, it, and, what he, and what he's meaning is that so many actors, so many artists, so many people are waiting on that call. You're watching that phone, waiting on that call, waiting on that call. Someone who's so anxious is so wrapped up in waiting on that call, the key, that phone never rings. The person who doesn't care, the person who's living a life. You know, I'm reading um, Matthew McConaughey's book right now, Green Light. Living okay. his life the trailer. You know, then he gets the call. He's not watching the phone. He's not watching the phone. And so many of us are watching the phone or we're not present in life because we're, we're thinking about the next thing. We have the New Year's resolution, but we haven't even stepped into the New Year. It doesn't mean don't have goals but also make sure that one of the goals in your life is to be present. So um, 
that was one of the things that he said. And I was just like, oh man, this is killer. I'm glad I'm on this show to get this juice. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So hold on. So let me ask you this question. When is it appropriate to ask for help on set or, or not even ask help, but like you're talking to somebody and, and you, and you kind of want to, you want to be a student for a second. Like, how do you switch over or, or what's it, how do you transition into asking somebody that you're, that you're like in the middle of working on something with to like ask them to give you like a, a bit of wisdom or a bit of knowledge? Well, I think you fill it out. You know what I'm saying? If the vibe is right, you ask the question, you know, uh, the vibe was right. So I asked the question, but he, we was talking, we was having a good conversation about other things. And that's a question that I always ask a lot of people. What is your best piece of wisdom you've learned along the way? Because those nuggets that people give you, they sustain you doing good times and not so good times. Mm-hmm. So in the moment in life, and I'm like, man, maybe things are not as moving as fast as I would like them to move. And I'm watching the phone. I'm going to remember that conversation I had with Brother Stu because he was doing this thing since the 80s. He's on, he has been through the transitions of life in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I listen, and some things I know, some things I've already, uh, uh, you know, aware of, but I've always act as a student like I know nothing. Because the truth of the matter is we really know nothing. And then if I come to you, Aaron, you know, asking you a question about space engineering or shoes and I'm acting like a know-it-all, like I know everything, you're going to be a little reluctant to just express your heart freely and share with me on something that I may not know. So I always tell myself when I'm on set, be of service. Don't don't act like you know everything. Yeah, well, we know that you're the biggest movie star. (laughs) But everybody doesn't need to see that at that moment. Just be chill, you know, don't, you know. When you asked upon, respond. When you're not, you know. And, I, and most people be on set with the people that I'm on set with, you'll want to ask them questions like right away, but it's not the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll, we talk about celebrating and celebrating wins and, and taking the time out to celebrate. Your, you, the, the whole process, you, apl- you, you audition, mm-hmm. you get selected, then you come in and you start filming. Then after the filming's done, then it gets edited and then it gets released and the world sees it. Mm-hmm. Are you, did you celebrate when you landed the audition? Did you celebrate when you landed the gig? Are you going to celebrate when the first check clears? Are you celebrating now? What does celebration look like for you in this moment? Because this is like, I want to make sure that you're on a track and mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're on a track, you're doing what you need to do. But this is a, this is, this is a big deal, right? Well, let's be real. Let's go back to the genesis of <laughs> Honestly, I was up for two projects and they both were had to close at 7 p.m. on a Friday, right? And one I really, really wanted to do, the one I'm doing now is not something that I, I actually really, would really, really wanted to do. My agents thought that something that I should do. You know, looking at it now, this was the right choice, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, you know what I mean? And then... <laughs> When the beautiful cast director asked me to retape, I was like, I was talking to my wife. You know, I could be real on the Stone Cutters podcast, right? I was talking to my wife and I was like, babe, they want me to retape. You know what I'm saying? I will catlet, man. I gotta retape. What do you mean? And then so I looked up the casting director and I said, Oh shit, it's like I better retape for this woman. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And the thing is too, because 
you know, when I ask you to read tape, it's not always you've done something bad. You may not be hitting the beats of what they want. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But truth of the matter is, at that time, I was just like, you know, I was already doing another show. So I wasn't even focused in the rim of auditioning. And I'm the type of person that I really don't like to be divided. So I don't like to really do other auditions when I'm doing a job. And I know you gotta, you know, get other work or whatever the case may be. So when they come, I'm already reluctant not to do them. So this one, when they asked me to do it again, I'm like, come on, man. But anyway, my wife was like, just go do it. You know what I'm saying? So I went and did it. And But I'm, do you, do you, but Will, do you recognize that the energy that you were bringing wasn't the, the expectant and the, like the needing it? They came to you and they approached you with it when you were, you weren't really looking for it, right? Yeah, yeah, or you, yeah. weren't in the, you weren't in the right mindset for it, right? Mm -hmm. Versus going back to your original bit of wisdom, like oh, the watch mm -hmm. phone never rings. Mm -hmm. you, weren't, you weren't waiting for that phone to ring. No, no, I wasn't. And then, but the lesson that I learned in there too, though, is you, you still have to watch ego. You know what I mean? And that's why a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Because had my wife not said, just do it, you know what I'm saying? Had I not looked it up, I wouldn't have did it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, nah, I think I like what I did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and left it at that. And sometimes it's not like being a a-hole, a, a but you shared your work and you like, that was it. But it's also comes a time where you just have to retape, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when you talked about celebrating, it was really not a celebration. It was more like trying to figure out which job not to do. That was the hard part. You know, it's like, it's one job I really, really wanted to do. And this one, I was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I wonder. And then the crazy was two people that work on this show, on one, one on this show, one on another show that I both know. Okay. And I want to work with both of them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it didn't work out because of COVID. I couldn't do both. But the, the lesson in it all is um, I celebrated that a prophecy from my dad came to pass because he will always say to me, and I talked to him today, he said, well, it's going to come a time in your life where you're going to have two or three, four jobs. You ain't going to know which one to do. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And when it happened, I was like, oh, snap, dad, like it's happening. And we talk about this all the time, Aaron. We talk about it's happening. You text me, you know, sometimes, well, it's happening. I'm seeing it to the future. Brasa. I'm seeing it to the future. It's happening. <laughs> and now I'm seeing uh, the progress, you know what I mean, of, of how things are transpiring. And it makes me think about why we named this show The Stonecutters Podcast. Because if we go back to the Genesis, we go back to that guy we go back to being in la before that guy doing plays with mateen and theo black yes. rose theater company you know what i'm saying we go back to back we go back to delray virginia you know what i'm saying <laughs> we go back like i was saying with one of my sons today when i, I was still in some 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 uh, uh you know the little pies you put in the oven back in the day yeah you know what I'm saying? I was stealing one of those out of the food food grocery store that was up the street. And I ain't even get caught. You know what I'm saying? But I went back because my buddy went, my buddy got caught, but then they put your name up on the picture. Oh, I mean, up on the wall. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I'm at the rec center called Kelly Rec Center. They said, oh, wait, we saw you. We said, we said, babe, babe, we saw your face up on the joint. You were stealing food at the. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we go back to the journey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we, that was the stone cutter getting cut then. And, and, and sometimes we think the stone is outside of us, but it's really inside of us. Been getting mm-hmm. chiseled away the whole time. And so now I'm at this place in my life and I can sit back for a second and just like, man, it's been a beautiful journey that has continued to be a journey. And we got to give ourselves the liberty to go on that journey, to make those mistakes, to have those moments of, man, I don't really want to do this audition. And then you go to set and you like, yo, I was tripping. I'm glad I did this joint. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have all those different moments of never giving up, you know, um, you know, all the things we talk about. Stonecutters podcast. You can listen to the podcast on all major streaming platforms. You can send questions, comments, suggestions to us at www.stonecutterspodcast.com. We also have an email address. You can send us any uh, email questions. You can send that to stonecutterspodcast at stonecutterspodcast.com. Will threw his little baby girl's hat on. (laughs) You can also watch Will and all his crazy antics on YouTube. Just search Stonecutters Podcast. You can find, uh, I, I believe, 30 out of our 40 episodes. Are on, or 40, I think we're in the 50s now. Uh, most of our episodes are on there. I actually, Will, I took some of our old Instagram lives from, from way back when. They're on our YouTube page as well. So um, talking about chipping away at the stone, having all these different things that we've done already are out there. You can show people the progress. Because, Will, you were talking about it when you came up to Portland in September of 2018, like that was before Charm City. That was before mm. Mel Gibson. That was before HBO. That was before all these different things. So even within the time that we've been doing the podcast, you've, you've already gone from love is to working on Netflix right now. Will, mm-hmm. you, said, you said something earlier and, and I had a question for you. Me and you have great partners. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I have the same story that you have. My wife, lo- long into the Nike journey, I was mm-hmm. kind of questioning whether I was going to quit. Like, hey, I don't know if I should do this. And she was like, listen, you got till the end of the year. If it don't work out by the end of 2017, we'll move up there. And she gave me that gas. To get mm. me to, to get me to where I want to go, and she still pushes me to this day the same way that your wife does. What do we say to our listeners that haven't found that partner yet? Who is the next person that that they can bounce something off of to make sure that because you know like we can play in our heads all day, mm-hmm. and we can let those voices take over. We can let ego take over. I already did that. I don't need to do that again. And I, I, why why do they want me to come back? Like I already showed them my best stuff, right? But having somebody to talk to, like who or how do how does somebody find the right person to bounce these ideas off when they don't have a partner or life partner? Man, you can bounce the ideas off of your journal. You can bounce the ideas off of your good friends that you have in your circle. You know, my dad always told me it's better to have five good friends than a whole lot of friends. Um, and you can pray and sow a seed for your partner. That's what I did. You know, I always say I paid 12 cents for my wife. I ain't had no money. I was in that seven day Adventist church with my dad because that's where he wanted to go. And I felt like I could have wrote anything on that prayer card and God would have gave it to me. 
and I wrote, Lord, let me find my, let me, I want my wife. You know what I'm saying? So I had, I was made up inside of myself that I needed this portion to be taken care of to go to the next level. So the first step is really sitting with yourself and deciding what you want and where do you want to end up? You sat with yourself, you know, you dated different women in LA and, you know, uh, always been driven. But then you set your, your mind on, nah, I need a partner. I want to build something with someone. And once that happened, then now you have, you know, I kind of, I put it like this. They say the, the, uh, the Holy Spirit is a help me, you know, it's a, it's, it's a helper. Your wife is also a help me, which is a helper. So that's your second Holy Spirit. That's your person who's going to tell you and help you with everything that you got going on. And you feel more connected and also going back to not waiting on the phone to ring, you know, you got something to come home to. That's automatically allows you to be more of a magnet to book things to you or to grab things to come your way because you, you, your, your home inside of yourself is already complete, is whole. So you have somebody that you're going to go through ups and downs with and when you go through ups and downs in your career, you know you got like a family to, to, to stand on. So you have your daughter, you have your wife. Y'all can be anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter as long as you have each other. You know, so you can be in uh, Portland or you can be back in LA, you can be in Germany. You know what I'm saying? So now you have, since that part is taken care of, you're not using that mental space and that energy on, man, I need somebody, I need to find somebody. You can actually put that into your work because you have that. So the first steps is sitting with yourself and deciding what is your assignment? Where do I wanna go? And am I ready for this responsibility? And if you and if those are all yeses or getting to a yes on that, and Aaron does a way better job than me of breaking these type of things down. <laughs> but once you, you know, if you start there, then it just puts you on the path of success. Peace. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you. You're reading a, a Matthew McConaughey book. Mm-hmm. Is Is that the... Is that the next move for, for Will is to become the, the black Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> I don't want to be the black Matthew McConaughey. I want to be the white Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> 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 no, nah, man, I'm just trying to be me, man. I just, you know, my uh, manager, she suggested, and I always loved Matthew McConaughey, you know, same way I love Ryan Gosling, you know what I mean? Um, because you know, a lot of our instruments are uh, uh, the same in so many different ways. We have like similar instruments. And, you know, I just enjoy the brother's work and I enjoy what he's writing about. Because you can read a book and have an impartation of someone's experience and foreshadow where you're going. So when he's talking about things in a book, I'm having an impartation with him because okay. he's giving the ropes. He's showing me where I'm heading. You know what I'm saying? So just as he got his break, he, he talks about in the book, he said, man, I was walking down on the promenade at Third Street and there was 400 people out there. And there's only five people that looked at me and knew who I was. You know what I mean? I'm paraphrasing, right? You know, he said, a blind person, person here, da, da, da. Said after he did a Time to Kill, I think that was the movie, I'm not sure. Can't remember. But after he did that movie with Sandra Bullock, 
He said he went back on that same strip, his same little beat. He said out of 400 people, there was <laughs> there was only five that didn't know who he was. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's preparing me for that type of fame, that type of stardom and some of his pitfalls that I've been reading because the book is called Green Lights and I recommend it, Catching Green Lights and how he turned a red light or a yellow light into a green light. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I identify with that. Oh, that's good. Oh, you went on the road. Oh, you did this. Oh, you had this experience. When you, in the Am- when you was in the Amazon and you was like, man, I'm full of lust. I'm full of this. I'm full of that. And you was butt neck and you took off every idol and you prayed unto the Lord and you threw up. I know what that is. Hmm. I said, my brother just went through a deliverance because I've been there. So I can identify with him trying to be his better self. And that's why when we see Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. You know <laughs> he's carrying that, 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 that brasa. He's carrying that energy, man. And um, you don't have to meet a person to look up to a person or to have that, uh, uh, you know, path of where you headed and where you want to go, you know, because what a great career. You want an Oscar, you're a family man, you know, you share so many stories and it's so much more to him than just uh, an actor. And I feel that way too. There's so much more to me than just an actor. Mm. I, if you meet me, you shall leave change. And I feel like he feels the same way. Like he's going to look you in the eye. He's going to spend time with you. He's not going to brush you by. I haven't even met the guy, but I can tell. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, those type of things. But I'm just, you know, I always say this. I know that this guy told me on Facebook one time. says, you know, black actors are always trying to run away from not being black. And I said, you know, I know that I'm black. You know what I mean? We can see that I'm black. But I don't want to be defined by my blackness. When you watch me work, I want to escape in the role. And I want you to see an artist. Mm. Because when you look at it like that, it brings separation. It doesn't mean that I don't love my people. It doesn't mean I don't love all people. Some of my people that I call my people, we may not even agree. I might agree more with the other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like we have to get out of this, 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 this color division. You know, it's always, if it's either it's a color division or it's a classism, you know, type of division, we have to find a way to see people for who they are because when you fall in love that's why i love love because love has no color you fall in love with someone white black green yellow indifferent you don't see that person and see that color you see that love that's on that person you know i'm the same cat that you know my mom and them was from the south but not bring no white girl home that's how they grew up well guess what Brother Love fell in love with a white girl before. In China. You know what I'm saying? Don't be telling my business, Stonecutters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? But when I think about that moment in time, she didn't see me as the black man she, she's uh, you know dating at the time. I'm not seeing her as the white girl where mom is saying, don't bring that white, don't bring no white girl home because she want to protect her son from not being uh, harassed or convicted of something he didn't do because that's the way that she grew up. Mm-hmm. She's trying to protect her baby. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, you quickly realize that it ain't got nothing to do with that. When you see people for who they are, it's a beautiful experience. And I think about that because I've had that experience and I've had what I've heard growing up. 
you know, in so many different forms and fashion, whether it's from my mom, whether it's from a neighbor, whatever. But when I had that moment with this young lady at that time, my mind never thought about her color. Like I never thought about it. Okay. I just wanted to be around her. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to talk to her. It wasn't, and I was like, yo, we, we get this thing mixed up. That's why Dr. King was trying to tell you, don't judge him by the color of their skin, but by the contents of their character. He's trying to tell us, this is what you got to look for. You have to look for a character of a person. Just like we talked about the white, just like we talked about the career, just what we talked about, uh, you know, doing the audition and, and the wife finding a wife, finding a good thing because they bring out the character in you. Yes. All those things you got to look for, your, the, the character of a thing. Yeah, so. I completely agree with everything that you said. And I don't know how to add to that so mm -hmm. i'll just so i'll just say brasa <laughs> man nah man that that's that's you know i just i, I love you man and I, I love what we're doing you know because i know people that listen is going to really open up because some people say man i can't find the person that i think i'm supposed to be with well maybe because you keep looking into your own race Maybe you have to look outside of your race. Because love doesn't, doesn't walk around with saying I'm black, white, yellow, Asian, whatever. Sometimes you just have to look outside of your norms and let love be love and respect that and honor that, you know, or who you're gonna choose. Because the person may be right in front of you, but you can't see him because you're locked in your mind that I must only marry a white person. I must only marry an Asian person because I'm Asian. I must marry only a black person because I'm black, but you may not vibe with that person like that. I'm trying to find the vibe, you know? It goes back to taking the time to understand yourself and really write it down. Because if you think about a relationship and being with somebody, something comes out of it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's happiness, fulfillment, character building, uh, exciting, you know, uh, all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. And whoever that person that you're that you're with doesn't matter what color they are, if they have the same goals in mind. Hey, I want to be together because I want to have somebody that's going to help me build my character, somebody that's going to love me, somebody that's going to protect, provide, and protect for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like those things that we ask for aren't the they are they aren't in the outcome, the skin color and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Well, don't have this turn into a relationship podcast because you know we're going to have so many people <laughs> sending us questions. You know, it's one thing to, to focus on yourself and to, to try to be the best you that you can be. But the minute that you try to, that you try to bring two people together you know, for, for, for that's that's when it that's when it becomes extremely difficult. And I know that you say that you have an eye for it. But I do. It would be beautiful if somebody in Pakistan is listening to the Stonecutters podcast, and someone's in America link up and start a group or a conversation, and end up getting married because they would listen to the podcast. That'd be fire. That is dope. You know what I mean? Uh, that's cool. I, I mean, I welcome it because that's what we're doing. That's part of the cracking, cracking at the stone. 
in relationships, you know, I'm a type of cat. I've always wanted to be married since I was 15 years old. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I've been looking for this thing for a very, very long time. You know what I mean? And there are a lot of people out there like me, you know? So, but to get to that point, I was looking for that. But a lot of times I wasn't looking within to try to, you know, be ready for that, you know? So I think it's a good thing because that's part of it. I mean, love should be in everything that you do. You love your work. You love working for Nike. You love creating for stuff. You need stuff in your garage and, you know, it all transfer. And, you know, I used to say that every woman that I fell in love with, if I truly love them, the love never left. It just transferred. When the last young lady I was with transferred to the wife that I'm with, wife that I'm with and hope that I stay with, you know, <laughs> you, know you, know I mean? you know what I mean, you know, so, you know, it transferred, it forms, it morphs, you know, if it's true love, like my boy has a poem, he says, true love gives no reason. It doesn't give a reason for why it exists. That's why I love God so much, because he loves you with all your flaws. No one, none of us can stand in the presence of God without his grace, right? Because we're all sinners, right? But if it wasn't for the Lord to allow us to take that space, to fill that gap, you know, to love Aaron no matter what, no matter what Aaron would ever do in this world, God love doesn't change because it gives no reason. That's what love, true love is. You can find that in. Some people have that with their pets. You know mm. what I mean? A dog. And they like, man, you know, they take care of the dog. They love the dog. They cry when the dog transitions. Mm-hmm. Then they may find a woman or a man that comes in their life and that love is transferred from the dog to the, to the person. It sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. But you know what I'm saying? It's people. We all different. It's pure. You know what I mean? It's just got to be pure, man. So, Will, let's end on this. Um, I, I remember the 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 wisdom that you received early on a watched phone never rings yeah okay Shut up. so a watched heart never blank what you going to fill in there i'm i'm asking you <laughs> we talked about love and we talked about people finding love and we talked about our mm-hmm. own love and you know, the things that bring us happiness and love and things like that. A watched heart never. Well, that's different. I don't know if that works. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll come back to that. So no, because, here's, here's my reason why. Because the word says out of the heart comes the issues of life. So if you're not watching your heart, if you're not chipping away at the stone of your heart, if you're not monitoring your heart, if you're not reshaping and forming your heart, mm. then you have issues in life. You know what I mean? Okay. So um, I don't know how to flip that to make that work. You know what I mean? Well, it's, I, I think the other thing too is that we, we spend a lot of time talking about the mind. Yeah. All of the things that we do are talking about the voices that are in our mind and the things that are going on on in our minds, right? Mm-hmm. But the minute that we today we've kind of gone a little a little a little south and we've gone to the heart, which right. is a is 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 different. We've talked about follow your heart in the past. We've talked about listen to your heart, right? And the things that we do with our minds are a little bit different than what we do with our hearts. Mm-hmm. So, but the heart is the heart is the true mind. 
the heart is the true mind. A, a liberated heart, it should be the leader of your soul. Because the heart in its purity will lead you to everything you want in life. The head knowledge is what gets in the way. The trauma is what gets in the way. Mm. You know, those things, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. It's going against the heart. But if you fill that heart with the right things, then it will produce the right things outside of you. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, no one in school is teaching you about, what do they say? Shut up, suck it up. But I'm hurting. My heart hurts. But you're telling me to suck it up, be a man, suck it up. You see what I'm saying? Now you're closing the door of that heart. And that's the first thing I know what really transitioned for me as I had to go into the deep tissues of my heart to find those things that were aggravating me from a child. And we all have them, you know what I'm saying? And we say, man, I don't feel uh, 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 good enough or I feel insecure, why? We're still in our head trying to figure out why. But the more we keep asking the question, the more we go down, because deep call it from the deep, right? So we get into the deepness of that heart. And now we say, oh, 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 my friend didn't celebrate me when I called them and told them about this big gig I got. So I never told anybody again about what I was working on. Mm. So the issue is there, the seed was planted there. So now you're in a stronghold or bound from something that had 20, 30 years ago then you can't find love because your boyfriend broke your heart when you were eight years old that you never dealt with so every relationship that you have at 28 still it's not that. it's still hold it's not working out and you have a relationship and you fall apart you have a relationship six months or fall year falls apart why because deep down inside your heart you're thinking when is he going to leave me so that's actually vibrating and you're telling the mm. earth that, that this person needs to leave me because that's what you really want in your heart because out of the heart comes the issues of life. So you're getting the issue of this person leaving because inside of your heart, you're really thinking, man, they, I'm just waiting on the day that they leave me. Instead of saying in your heart, man, they so lucky to have me. What a beautiful life we're going to have. You <laughs> see, I be, but that's that stone cutter chipping at that thing, chipping at it, chipping away at it. Because that was like that with me with basketball. When it, and it transferred to my acting career at first because I would be doing good for a while. My knees would start hurting. I'd be doing good for a while. Then I'd get cut. So in my transition to acting, it was like, well, when is the rug going to be pulled from underneath me? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I had to deal with it. And sometimes it still comes up. And I got to deal with it. And I got to combat that with the word. Nah, man, God's blessings are yes and amen. No, I call Aaron. Aaron, just tell me how good looking I am. Just tell me how. Just tell me that it's going to work out for me. Just say that it's happening. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm changing my heart. I'm dealing with that issue. You can't just run over it. You can't just take a Percocet for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be there. You have to actually deal with it. Why am I dealing with this trauma? Let's chip away at that. And we all have it and we have it at different stages. And some things we forgot because we've moved on or we thought we moved on and then adversity comes and then we're right back at that place. You know, there's times when I look at, I can look at a director and I can be looking at him, I'm 38 years old and I could be feeling like I'm four. Like a child. 
sometimes because I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna say, let me let me talk to you outside. <gasps> is he about to fire me? Am I about to get <laughs> am I about to cut? Am I about, you know what I'm saying? Well, what is this coming from? Then you go outside and talk to the person. Man, I just want to let you know it's such an honor to work with you. <gasps> what? <laughs> wow. Thank you. But now I gotta go to my journal. Now I gotta figure out, okay, what happened at four? Why am I still hanging on to this? What do I need to do? What work do I need to do? So I'm gonna throw it back at you, brother. What work could someone do that is still responding from what happened in the past? Like what would be a quick little layout that they can do in a journal to kind of deal with that and talk about it and work through it? The feeling is the first line in the journal. So whatever the feeling is, is to write it down and you already talked about it. It's something that we've talked about on the podcast in the past, five whys. And it's, and it's digging and going, why? Why am I feeling attacked? Mm-hmm. Well, because somebody at work said that they didn't like what I wrote in this email. Why am I taking it personally? Because I enjoy the work that I do and I like making money. Mm-hmm. Why do you like making money? Because I've grown accustomed to a lifestyle because I grew up where work was a very serious thing for me. Why is it a serious thing? Because there may not be another one. And if you can write all those things down and write down how you feel and then back up a second and say, I felt attacked because somebody thought that they didn't like what I wrote in an email because I take work very seriously and I like to get paid and I don't want to lose my job. So you write all those things down and what comes back at is that you're afraid that when somebody tells you something that you don't agree with, that eventually it's going to lead to you leaving or it's going to lead to you losing your job. Right. Or, and, and all those things come from feelings that we've had as a child, feelings that, Um, things that our parents may have um, taught us uh, consciously or subconsciously, the values and the, and the character that they had, they gave to us. Right. And we, we carry those things on with us. I see them from my mom to my daughter. Right. Because, you know, like 10 years ago, my grandma was alive. So I was the grandchild and then we had a child and now my child is the grandchild to my mother. So I get to see, so I, I, I got to see the different realms and I got to see how my grandmother treated me and how my mother treats me. And now how my mother treats my daughter, which mm. is her grandchild. And you see these things and the behaviors and whatnot, but back to the, to what you're what, the really, what we're trying to get at is to write it down is to ask yourself the five whys is to try to figure out the feeling. Like, mm-hmm. what is the feeling that, it, that is bringing you the issue? Like, I'll give you another example. And I figured this out over the break. And I feel like as you're chipping away, I'm doing the same thing. I'm chipping away. And mm-hmm. I took a step back and I was like, I just finished three years at Nike. Mm-hmm. You know, loving, loving my job, enjoying things, um, getting out of debt. So mm-hmm. not, not having to think about debt as much and then thinking about the future and thinking about things that I want to do and whatnot. But every once in a while, I'd still run into issues at work where I wasn't feeling happy or I was feeling, mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling my best self. 
and I had to and I had to step back and I was like, well, I don't like it when I'm not in control. And that's 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 a lot of people. That's that's right. I don't like when I'm not included on a decision, like when a decision needs to be made. I like to have input. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you don't get those things, you feel a certain way. But guess what? It's a big company. And for me to think, like for me to be presumptuous to think that I'm going to be included in all the decisions and I'm going to have control in all the work that I do, Will, that's the ego, mm-hmm. right? The ego is like, well, I'm going to be in control of everything and I, and I need to be because if not, then blah, 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 right? So I start having those discussions with myself and I write them down. I'm just like, why am I feeling this way? Or like, why is what this person is doing? Why is that making me like resentful or why is that making me not feel so good about that? So boom, that was a good, that was a good talk. Will let's end it on this. Mm -hmm. Since you asked your, your, the the person that you're doing this show on Netflix with, Mm -hmm. you asked him for, for, for a bit of wisdom. What's the wisdom that you give he, you ask him for wisdom, and then he probably asks you the same question. He says, well, what's the, the greatest bit of wisdom that you pass off to people? No, he didn't. He didn't ask, and I'm so glad he didn't. <laughs> Why know, is that? Because I'll, ha- I'll have my time to pass that off when someone asks ask me that, those questions. You know what I mean? So he's the OG. I'm the young buck. So I was just listening. You know what I mean? But when people ask me that, those questions, you know, I like to just respond what I respond, tailor-made for them, you know what I mean? So the wisdom depends on who's asking. Who's asking the wisdom, because you know, depending on, see, someone that says, what's the best piece of wisdom that you've learned along the way, you know that they carry wisdom. The one that's asking for more wisdom. They carry a level of wisdom. So, if someone was to ask me that, then I can assess what they're really saying behind those words. You know what I mean? So a lot of things that he gave me, a lot of it wasn't for me. It was more for him to let out and to pass on. Okay. You know what I'm mean? saying? But I took what I needed to take. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I understood why we were having a conversation, why our paths crossed for this moment in time. You know what I'm saying? Because what, what he's doing in the show, truthfully, you know, he, he's earned more real estate on the page than what was there. But he was there for us to have that conversation. And his response was, I'm so glad I took this job. And my response was, me too. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because those are divine moments and we always have to remember, if I will give a piece of wisdom, which I constantly tell myself, God doesn't do anything small, but he always blesses in the little. Because he says, if you're just over a little, I'll make you just over much. So everything that in this entire universe starts with a little small seed, but it becomes a big old oak tree, right? So if you're looking for the big thing, Mm. in its full form nine times out of ten you're missing it it's in the little things Mm. it's in the little things so that extra part may seem small 
but it may turn into something big because that's how God works. So you never have all oh, this little role or this little job or this little thing. No, 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 no. God gives you a seed that seems to be little, but it's a huge thing. One weed in a garden starts off small. But if you don't keep until that garden, you'll wake up one day and a bunch of weeds will be all over the garden. Yes. But it started off small. So, uh, you know, those conversations I had with him, because it's a little small thing. Most people miss it. A watch phone never, never gets answered. A watch phone never rings. You, okay. But if you see the wisdom in it, you're like, oh, my God, you're right. Because I've been that person. I've been the one, what am I gonna audition? Pick me, pick me, pick me. Put your name in a hat, put your name in a hat. How many times you can put your name in a hat before you become the hat? That's the goal, to be the hat, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know what I mean? The goal is to be the hat. But sometimes it starts off with you putting your name in a hat. You get there, you get there. It doesn't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in the day, you know what I mean? All those different sayings that you grow up. We're saying sometimes we just say them, repeat them because grandma or big mama said it, but we never investigate the wisdom behind why it was said. So that will be today's Stonecutter's best piece of wisdom. Don't overlook the little. If you're trying to save money, you start off with one dime, one penny in the piggy bank, and eventually it grows and you look up. You know, like I tell my, I tell a secret, I tell my, well, I actually asked my son, can I tell him the secret? All right, got that okay. I tell my sons and daughters these secrets all the time. I'll give them $100 and I'll say, don't spend it. This one, don't spend. When it begins to attract more, you can spend those, but don't spend it. Well, I'm not sure which 100 that you gave me. It doesn't matter. Keep 100. Just don't spend because you don't want to, you don't want to be a person that eats your own harvest and you never plant back a seed but it would attract more to it. But this one little hundred that I gave you, one small little seed, you'll look up one day and you'll be sitting on 20 million from that one little hundred. It just starts to attract. But if you overlook the conversations, you know, think about our relationship, right? You know, all the encounters that we had, it was one little moment that I met you when Theo invited me what, to Seneca's house and we met. And I can't even tell you how long it's been. And over a decade, over a decade. For a decade. That one little moment. And you helped turn my whole life around in one moment. Well, you're just going through the fire right now. I swear it was like the voice of God that was speaking to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like Muhammad Ali's wife. I looked in his eyes and I saw God. Because when you said, he was like, man, you're just a sword going through the fire, man. The more you dip in there, the more you get tamped. You know, all that, when you was telling me, I will, I will always remember that moment because I was in the thick of the fire, but you gave me peace. I said, oh, I'm just going through it. That one little conversation changed the whole course. It allowed me to forgive, allowed me to release, and mm. understand what season I was in. It allowed me to understand where I was at in the world and my place in the world at that time. And when I go through those things again, I'll think about that conversation. Oh, brother, you're just getting sharper. Don't even worry about it. You're just getting sharper. You know, you need that. You need great people around you. But the little, 
we always miss it because we're looking for the big thing. When am I going to blow up? It's the little things. And eventually it all adds up and boom, you're Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Chip away at the stone. Yeah, just keep yeah. chipping away at the stone. Just keep chipping away. I feel like, um, I feel like I should say something to our listeners, and actually give a, a prayer for our listeners. Lord, everyone that is listening to this podcast that you ordained for Aaron and myself to do, Lord, may they never overlook the little. May they release themselves and they journal to you, Father. May you give them freedom. May you cause them to soar, Lord, just as you cause us to soar, Father. I declare, Lord, that every person that will listen, oh God, now or a hundred years from now to this podcast, oh Lord, that they will be liberated, that they will be set free, that they will become stone cutters, oh Lord, and that you will give those who want marriage, marriage, that you will give those who want careers, careers, that you will open the eyes of those who feel like they're in a dark place, oh Father, and feel like they're not good enough or they don't matter, oh God, that when they will hear the end of this, oh Father God, the end of this prayer, Lord, that they will be liberated and set free, Father. Blasa, blasa, blasa. Amen. <laughs> amen. And amen, brother. Well, I love you, man. Um, and thank you, brother, for being patient with my time. You know what I'm saying? I know you busy. I know I'm busy. I know sometimes we're supposed to jump on every week and all that. But, brother, you always here for me. And I love you. And I'm always here for you. And I can't wait till you come see the house, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So with that, we out. We out.